You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Tim McMaster here along with Brian Hoke, our MLB.com Yankees reporter. Final podcast of the offseason, opening day, nine days away, I think, if I can do the math in my head quickly, as all 30 teams open up the regular season on Thursday, March 29th. That includes these Yankees, of course. Uh, we're going to talk big picture stuff, but also the newsy stuff of the week. And, and one thing that's happening this week is A-Rod's been in pinstripes. And A-Rod and Stanton, you can draw some similarities there. Obviously, one's an infielder, one's an outfielder. But both big-time superstars coming to New York in the primes of their careers. Um, is A-Rod going to try to give some, I don't know if he can tell him what, how to handle the situation, or is he going to kind of get together with Stanton to, to just discuss what, what Stanton's in store for? I, I think the two of them probably have something to talk about. Yeah, you're talking <laughs> about guys who were traded to the Yankees as uh, reigning MVPs, home run kings, and uh, came in with sky-high expectations. So I think that uh, there's certainly some missteps that Alex had during his time that Giancarlo is going to try not to repeat, but you know, as A-Rod said yesterday, uh, he doesn't think he's in a position to be giving any advice. He thinks that Stanton's doing just fine on his own. And uh, this is a guy with a, a track record. He's played eight seasons in Miami, so he's not new to the scene. And uh, everything that uh, I've sensed during my time around the team so far this spring is he's ready for this challenge. I mean, this is what he wanted, to play for a team that had playoff aspirations. Winning was expected, and that's not something he had in Miami. And I uh, just got tired of what he called a circus at times down there in Miami. Well, I, I think that it could be a circus in New York, but in a good way. There's so much excitement around this team and uh, anticipation is so high for the season that uh, I, I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun to watch Giancarlo Stanton and pinstripes. And the biggest thing is he's being looked at as putting the Yankees over the top, but he's not necessarily having to carry the Yankees there. And Maybe that's uh, the difference between him and A-Rod at times. I think that everybody looked at A-Rod to be the man in the Yankee lineup, even though they had a lot of other stars. So I, I think there's some similarities, but there's also some differences there, too. Luis Severino will get the start on opening day, and you think about how far he's come in a couple of years. Obviously, there was a time when he was the big-time prospect, came up and looked great, but then there was the struggles. Um, but last year was so good at times, got the start in, in that wild-card game, and and then now to start opening day, it's kind of like he's finished that climb to being that frontline starter. Yeah, everything the Yankees said was they thought it was Severino's time right now. And uh, there's a reason that they gave him the nod in that wild card game. The season on the line, do or die. He really did step up as the Yankees' ace last year. He finished third in the AL Cy Young Award voting. So. I, he, he really did earn this, and uh, Aaron Boone kind of hedged his bets for a while. He, he wasn't committal about it, and what he said is there's a lot of guys in this rotation that you can make a case for. You can make a case for Masahiro Tanaka, who'd done it in previous years. CeCe Sabathia has had a lot of experience pitching in big games. Even Sonny Gray at times in the postseason has looked like an elite starter, and he fits pretty well down the stretch, but at the end of the day, I think that uh, it was a clear call that Severino was the guy they wanted to put in on that scene for opening day, and um, it's definitely an honor. I think that he's earned it. Um, he certainly appreciated the honor. The first thing he did was he called his mom immediately after they told him. So uh, I think it's a big moment for Severino. And talking to pitching coach Larry Rothschild about it, they think that he's learned from what happened in that wild card game against the Twins. He got really amped up for that. Um, but then he came back and pitched well in the postseason after that. So if he can take that mindset that he had in the ALCS and 
Uh, the ALDS against Cleveland, if he can take that into Toronto on opening day, he should be able to give the Yankees a pretty solid outing. Jacoby Ellsbury not expected to be ready for opening day. It's a roster when you think about the 25 people on opening day that seemed like it was pretty well set. Ellsbury's absence would make for some interest. What happens there with that spot? Yeah, it seems uh, the more we've talked about it here with Aaron Boone in the last few days, I think they really are leaning toward taking a 13th pitcher. And um, there's a few of them in camp who have pitched really well. Domingo Herman, Ben Heller, uh, Jonathan Holder come to mind. Uh, he also mentioned Luis Sessa, but I, he hasn't pitched as well this spring. So those three, I think, would be certainly in play. And I think the one thing that the Yankees want to do is make sure that their starters continue to be stretched out so they can come up and make spot starts if necessary. So that might rule out Herman. I think that Heller and Holder are probably the leading candidates in my mind as far as if the Yankees want to go with a 13th man. But if they want to take a position player, Tyler Austin, who I think that people have almost forgotten about a little bit. I mean, this guy can hit, and he's been mashing the ball all spring uh, and not quite certain where he would play. Uh, you got He's a right-handed bat who could play some first base, maybe some corner outfield, not that the Yankees need a whole lot of outfield help, but uh, that's certainly a power bat you could have off the bench. So, uh, I think it's going to remain fluid uh, as far as the season goes. They may carry 13 pitchers to start the year, but then go back to the position player depending on what they need. Um, I, I think they are seriously entertaining it, though, because they, the number of times that Boone has brought up the 13th pitcher idea, I think that uh, that is definitely in play for them. All right, big uh, picture questions now looking back and ahead as well. What turned out to be the biggest storyline of this spring? I think it's kind of obvious for the Yankees. Yeah, I think Giancarlo Stanton's whole transition from Miami to the Yankees, and I think that that's what people's eyeballs were on, watching those home run competitions between him and Judge, and seeing those guys take batting practice in the same group. And uh, I think that it's going to be a storyline for the Yankees all season long. I mean, this is one of the biggest stars in the game. You dress him in Yankee pinstripes after he hits 59 homers last year for Miami. Uh, I think that there is huge interest here in, in what how that is going to go, how his transition in New York City is going to go. And, and really, I mean, the selflessness that he's, been, he's shown already this spring, too. Uh, this is a guy who I think winning is number one in his mind. He certainly had enough of the losing down in Miami. And, and I think that's why you've seen him be so accommodating as far as willing to take on left field, for example, uh, and allowing Aaron Judge to play right more often than not. I, I think that that right there is a prime evidence of how team first Giancarlo Stanton is, and he really does have his eyes on the prize. He wants to be part of a winning Yankee team because it's not about the money and it's not about the celebrity. He already had both of those things. The next question, Brian, is what was the biggest position battle? Who's going to win it? Now, some of the position battles were wiped out by roster additions, so it's a tricky question. You can take it anywhere you want. All right, I'll take it to second base, and I think that – Tyler Wade has really just had a fantastic spring, and I, I think that when they came into camp, they weren't necessarily sold on him, but Boone has said he, Wade is actually a better player than he thought he was, and maybe some adjustments that Wade had over the offseason working out with Albert Pujols have paid some dividends. They uh, shared a gym out there in California in the L.A. area, and were able to hit together. Pujols suggested a few things, so yeah, I was joking with Wade. I said, does this mean you're going to hit 600 homers in big leagues right now? And uh, no, uh, the answer is probably no. But I think he's shown enough that he could be your opening day second baseman for the Yankees. Uh, they brought in Neil Walker, but I think Walker's late arrival in camp is probably going to push him to the bench to start the year. And uh, I would expect that when the Yankees take the field March 29, Tyler Wade's in second base. 
Few teams have as many exciting prospects as the Yankees do. So which of those prospects stood out the most this spring? You know, Esteban Floreal, I think in my mind, Miguel Andujar as well. Um, Andujar was tearing the cover off the ball early in camp. Uh, it would have taken a lot for him to overtake that uh, Brandon Drury at, second, at third base after the Yankees made the trade. Uh, in late February, but I think uh, everybody who watched Andohar this year believes that that bat is ready for the big leagues. Uh, he is a going to be a solid big league player, if not a great one, and uh, you can see why the Yankees are so high on him. I know they want him to polish up his defense a little bit more at third base, but it looked pretty good to me. Uh, I know he was working a lot on the backfields, on footwork and throwing all spring. So I really do think that he's going to play a big part this year for the Yankees. I think Floriano's a couple years down the line, but uh, he's got that five-tool talent. Watching him race into third base with stand-up triples was really fun to watch this spring. He can go get them in the gaps and two in the outfield. So I, I think those two guys, and, and obviously there's sky-high potential with Glaber Torres as well. I don't think that he showed it this spring. I think there was some rust coming back and hadn't played a game in nine months. So uh, you can't set the bar too high there. But I, I really do believe that Andujar and Torres are both going to play roles for the Yankees this year. And uh, they may be starting at some point. So uh, keep your eyes on those guys when they go down to Scranton. And uh, it probably won't be too soon until you see them in the Bronx again. They kind of benefited the Yankees that they were able to get Walker so cheap and make these moves to allow those guys to get a little more seasoning instead of having to throw in uh, opening day Andujar and Torres on the roster. That would have been uh, a tough challenge for those two. All right, two more questions. They kind of blend together. Uh, first one, what's the biggest question mark this team faces entering the season? Mm, uh, you know, it's probably got to be in the starting pitching department, I guess, because uh, other than health, I suppose, uh, starting pitching is the Achilles heel of, of this team, or at least proceed so. Um, you can make cases why they're going to be great or good, but you can also make cases why it would go wrong. Uh, Severino, they've talked about an innings hangover after he pitched so many last year. Tanaka's been prone to the home run ball. CeCe Sabathia is pitching on a couple of bad knees, and he's 37. Was Can he replicate what he did last year? And and Sonny Gray, I, I think, pitched a lot better than people give him credit for. If you take out two of the starts that he made uh, down the stretch for the Yankees, he was pretty solid. So I think that he's not a question mark in my mind. Uh, Jordan Montgomery coming back in a sophomore season, uh, can he replicate what he did? Can he improve on that? Um, and I think those are all legitimate questions there. So there's a reason that Brian Cashman has his uh, ear to the ground, so to speak, in, in terms of upgrading the starting pitching. I wouldn't be shocked to see the Yankees try to do that, especially uh, at some point middle of the season. But as of right now, I think they're going to lean on that strong bullpen that they have, try to get the starting pitchers to give them five, six innings, uh, take care of those starters early in the season, and, and see where it takes them. Because I, I think that uh, that certainly is the one area of this team where you'd think that the, the front office would try to upgrade if they could. The expectations for this team are back to what they always used to be, and that is to win a World Series, get to the World Series for sure. So if that's going to happen, if the Yankees are going to get back to the Fall Classic, what has to go right? And it could be the same things you just said, I guess. Well, I think you keep that lineup healthy, they're going to score runs. I mean, scoring runs is not going to be the Yankees' problem when they have guys like Stanton and Judge and Gary Sanchez, and if Greg Bird can give you a full season at first base, I think that would be huge for this team. I mean, he, he really didn't get to play a whole lot last year. I believe it was less than 50 games. Uh, but you saw his potential in September and had some of the Yankees' biggest hits in the postseason. So he's a huge part of this team. You need to get Didi Gregorius and Brett Gardner firing on all cylinders. And 
I expect that to happen. I think that the bottom three of the order, uh, you know, the way Aaron Boone's going to manage this team, I, I don't really think he, it makes a whole lot of difference over the course of the full season how he's going to bat him. He could probably bat him alphabetically, and, and it would be just fine. They're going to score runs. So I, I think that needs to go right, and just keep those guys in a lineup, keep scoring runs, and as long as the starting pitching holds up enough that you can hand it over to the bullpen after five or six innings, I think more often than not they're going to be shaking hands at the end of the night. So health is the obvious answer to you, and uh, I think that if guys just play up to what they did last season, this team is going to be a postseason contender and uh, has their eyes on a whole lot more when October comes. Should be plenty of fireworks in the Bronx this summer for sure. Brian, it's been fun uh, following this team with you throughout the offseason. Yeah, it's been fun for me too, and uh, – Really excited to see the season come together here and how this all goes. I think that the AL East is going to be a dogfight um, between New York and Boston, and I especially can't wait to see uh, Giancarlo Stanton's first game up at Fenway Park because I think that's going to be a whole lot of fun. And uh, Baseball really is better when the Yankees and the Red Sox are good together, and uh, I think that's going to be the case this year. Absolutely. All right, thanks to everyone out there for listening to MLB.com Extras, our Yankees edition.